to the Bible, to the Bible. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's to the Bible, to the Bible. So subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> and, uh, hey, welcome back to To the Bible. It's your good friend, Aaron. I need to uh, come up with a jingle so that people will start subscribing to this YouTube channel. I'm uh, yeah, rip off Mr. Uh, <laughs> Kev on stage. Remember when he first came out, he says, Kev on stage, it's Kev on stage. So subscribe to my YouTube page, something like that. So yeah, chew the Bible, chew the Bible, subscribe to my YouTube channel. <sighs> I'm also gonna start asking all of my Uber riders, but hey, the biggest tip you can you can you can pay me is help a brother out. HBO, please go into your YouTube right now. Subscribe, hit subscribe, hit subscribe. I'm gonna make them do it before they leave my car too. <laughs> I don't care if my Uber riding Uber rating goes down. I'm trying to get to a thousand. Yeah, I've already done over two thousand some rides. Imagine if I had, well, some of those were Uber Eats, but imagine if. I know I've done at least a thousand pickups of people. Imagine if I had told every single one of those people to please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Then, yes. And eventually I'm going to start making even better. Right now I'm just trying to get through the rest of the Bible, but I'm going to really increase the quality of this content that I put out. I put a lot of YouTube shorts out and stuff. Um, so that encourage people to really dive into the Bible. I'm thinking about, well, not thinking about, I am, one of the next things I am also going to do is uh, create a devotional. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to be doing some ASMR videos. Man, this is a lady on YouTube. She has a lot of subscribers. And literally all she does is chew bubble gum while reading the Bible. I'm about to for real play around like with that <laughs> she reads the bible while chewing gum and puts this asmr videos i'm like wow there's a billion ways to make money and do ministry out here not to say that i'm doing this for the money in the ministry but i'm partly am i am partly want to get away from having to drive uber and i was like what can i do that i enjoy doing the most and also make money from it i love reading the bible and talking about it so Stay tuned. I got some stuff in the pipeline. Um, also, please help a brother out. I yeah, Chinatown. The audio, the book that I wrote called Chinatown. It is officially on Spotify and iTunes. Every time you listen to it, your brother, your boy gets like point zero zero four six cents or something like that, and that adds up. Lately, I've been getting little some direct deposits from that. That's been helping out a lot. Um, just pouring all that money right back into uh, other projects that I'm working on. So, and lastly, yeah, it's like announcements, church announcements. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you to whoever has been listening to my podcast, who's listening to it right now. I saw on Anchor somebody was already listening to it. I'm like, who is up this late? Listen to the podcast. If you like to email me, 
send me an email to chewthebible at gmail.com tell me uh, what you've enjoyed most about the podcast uh, so yeah please rate and review only five stars if you give me less than five stars I'm inclined to believe you are a hater as Mr. Uh, Bomani Jones would say um, do 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 is there anything else This HBO, help a brother out. I really, it's getting harder and harder for me to do this Uber stuff, for real. And I was planning, I have some, I'm possibly thinking about getting into IT and going to get an actual job in 2023, but honestly, this is all I want to do. I just want to podcast and write. That's it. And if I didn't have child support, this would be a whole lot easier to make the transition into full-time entrepreneurship. Anyway, but hey, no excuses. We're gonna we're just gonna keep trusting God and having faith as tiny as a mustard seed and watching it grow. So here we go. Jesus triumphant in- entry, Mark chapter eleven. New Living Translation. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethphage, Bethphage, however you want to say that, and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead and go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden and to untie it and bring it here. This wasn't Eddie Murphy, the donkey from Shrek. <laughs> that would be hilarious, though, if you, yeah, the donkey could talk like Balaam's donkey. Anyway, there was a Balak. I think Balaam. I think it was Balaam's donkey. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, the Lord needs it, and he will return it soon. <laughs> the two disciples left, and it's like going to somebody, hey, I need to borrow this car. But don't worry about it. It's for Jesus. I'll give you, I promise, I'll bring your, I'll bring your uh, Ford Fusion right back, your Ford Mustang, I'll be right back, just, just, just hold tight, don't, don't worry, no scratches. The two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street, tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, what are you doing untying that colt? <laughs> they, speaking of the colts. No, we ain't going to talk about Jim Irsay. Let's keep going. Verse 6. They said what Jesus had told them to say, and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Many in the crowd, I wonder how much Jesus weighed. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others spread leafy branches they had cut in the fields. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God, blessing on the one who comes in the name of the Lord, blessing on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Praise God in highest heaven. So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany with the twelve disciples. Jesus curses the fig tree. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. <laughs> I wonder if Jesus ever got hangry 
He noticed a fig tree in full leaf, in full leaf, a little way off. So this thing was like ripe and ready to eat. That's how I read that. So he went over to see if he could find any figs, but there were only leaves because it was too early in season for fruit. Mm. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. In other translations, or I think in the other accounts of this, he curses the tree. <laughs> oh, you imagine God, like, it's like going in a fridge or something like that. You're like, where the food at? Man, nothing there. See, that's another, there's somebody, yeah, maybe... I'll do a whole devotional one day. I thought about doing like, at first I thought I was going to do like, kind of like tradition, like, like most devotionals. How, you know, most devotionals, like the one my brother reads from Joyce Meyer, they'll like, they'll pick up, it'll be a passage of scripture. And then the person will share some story from their own life or whatever, or something. They'll have a little blurb related to that scripture. And then there'll be like a prayer. I was thinking like, I just had this thought, what if I did more of like a, and y'all can take this idea. I haven't done it yet. There's tons of devotionals out, but I thought, hmm, what if I did like a topical devotional, topical devotionals where one of them will be about sex because that's one of the big issues I'm dealing with. And I just find all these different scriptures related to sex and then share like some story from my life or something that I'm dealing with and then have like a prayer based on that scripture. Or like um, it could be on, yeah, all the ways that Jesus showed his humanity and how we can relate to that. Because um, sometimes I think we have this concept of Jesus like, that he's, we focus more on God's divinity than his humanity and sometimes forget that he can fully relate to what it's like to be a, not just a human, but for us guys, he's a man as well and had a lot of the same, I'm sure, urges and thoughts. Well, his thoughts are not always, thoughts are not always, not always but I'm, the temptations, I'll say the same temptations that he, the Bible says he was tempted in every way. So when it says every way, think about all the ways you've been tempted. Jesus was tempted in the same ways. And you're like, oh, but he was Jesus. He was fully God, fully man. But he was fully God. Just you can't forget the part where it says he was fully man. Fully man means fully man. And I'm a man. It's funny. I'll share one little quick story. There's a uh, I was watching TikTok. It's one of my guilty pleasures right now. But there was this lady on there talking about, can we please address the men out here that work at the barbershops? She's talking about like some guy that she takes her sons to to get her their hair cut or whatever and styled or something. And um, the barber got her number, you know, for business reasons or whatever. But then he got a little too flirtatious or whatever. And she's like, basically, why can't y'all just keep it professional and stuff? And I was just, I posted on it, I made a little comment. Sometimes I comment, I was like, if you ever experience what it's like to be a man for a day, then you would understand. Not not, not um, saying he's right, this barber or whatever, for, you know, crossing the line of 
between business and professional. I mean, personal and business, but I'm sorry. Yeah, like <laughs> a woman going into a barbershop is like going into, yeah, what is the best, like a, like a, what is it, like a, some ribs or something? <laughs> a rack of ribs? If it had legs going into, going in there? Yeah, or it's a beautiful woman security guard going into a, a, a male prison or something like that. Yeah, they gonna be licking their chops. My LL Cool J. All right. May no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. All right. Jesus clears the temple. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, the scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations. But you have turned it into a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus had done, they began planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teaching. That evening, Jesus and his disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree, he had cursed. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree, he had cursed. The disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed was withered and died. That's exactly what I was just talking about earlier. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. That's one of the biggest challenges to anything in this life. Entrepreneurship, relationships, marriage. Just life in general, like you can't doubt. You can never say you can, you can never say but. As I say, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. And especially when it's in line with God's will and His purpose for your life, I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you'll receive it, it will be yours. Hmm, that's, that's kind of dangerous. Alright, there's some things I would, I've actually experienced this firsthand. Um, I'm not going to share this specific thing, but yeah, there's been times where I've prayed for something and wrote it down. There's something powerful in writing stuff down, especially write it in your Bible and date it. And it actually happened, I was like blown away. And then I fumbled it once, once the prayer was answered. That's the thing, when the prayer is answered... If you go into, like, if you have this imposter syndrome with Jesus, there's no such thing as imposter syndrome. You can't have that. Once he blesses you with it, you have to believe that it's yours and that it's meant for you. As I say, what God has for me is for me. What God has for me is for me. I know without a doubt he will work it out what God has for me is for me alright 
I'll spare y'all from more saying because there's a whole nother part I could go. All right, but when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Wow, that just, that's, that's the little, as they say, the, um, the secret key, the paper key, like the pinky and the brain paper key, the secret. Only those that watch Pinky and the Brain know what I'm talking about. The secret to the Lord answering your prayers and hearing you is forgiveness. If you have any unforgiveness in your heart, your prayers will be hindered. Or if they, there's the one scripture about, I remember um, while I was married, they used to get quoted to me a lot. Or somehow, I'll be convicted by it. They'll say, yeah, if you um, basically don't treat your wife right, your prayers will be hindered. All right, the authority of Jesus that applies to all relationships. The authority of Jesus challenged. Again, they entered Jerusalem. As Jesus was walking through the temple area, the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders came up to him. They demanded, by what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right to do them? Had a little attitude. Yeah, you got to knock the head back and forth. Who gave you the right to do all this? I'll tell you by what authority I do these things if you answer one question. Jesus replied, did John's authority to baptize come from heaven or was it merely human? Answer me. They talked it over among them. They talked it over among themselves. They got into their little, once again, their family feud huddle again. Little powwow. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why we didn't believe John. But do we dare say it was merely human? For they were afraid of what the people would do because everyone believed that John was a prophet. Matthew quotes this exact story too. He talks about this. So they finally replied, we don't know. And Jesus responded, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Mic drop. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.